You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. After the success of Star Wars in 1977, audiences were hungry for more. In a time before Star Wars sequels, prequels, and TV series, and even the ubiquitousness of VHS, sci-fi-loving audiences needed something else to get their Star Wars fix. Studios began greenlighting practically everything set in space to get a slice of that sweet, sweet Star Wars pie. The topic of today's show certainly fits the bill for that in many ways, but there's a little more to it than first appears. After all, its tagline bills it as, quote, a space adventure like no other, end quote. I'm Roberto Lewis, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, Five Minutes of Science Fiction History for March 9th. And on this day in 1979, Star Crash made its premiere in the United States. How did this Italian space opera make its way across the Atlantic? Let's find out. Star Crash tells the story of Stella Star, an outlaw smuggler, and her companion, Acton, whom the Emperor of the Galaxy recruit to rescue his son and destroy a secret weapon built by the evil Count Zarth Arn. Our cast includes Carolyn Monroe, Marjo Gortner, Judd Hamilton, Hamilton Camp, Joe Spinell, Christopher Plummer, and David Hasselhoff. Star Crash may have the look of off-brand Star Wars serial, but that's not the case, according to director Luigi Cozzi, credited as Lewis Coates for this film. In an interview with Variety, he stated that although people assume that Star Crash was an attempt to capitalize on the popularity of Star Wars, the design of the picture and its script were developed prior to the release of Star Wars. That being said, there's still a lightsaber, a leading lady that takes charge of her own rescue mission, smugglers, beneath the ship shots, and the fact that it was greenlit in May of 1977 at the Cannes Film Festival, which occurred during Star Wars' May 25th release date. You be the judge. The film was shot in Italy, which is the entire reason Christopher Plummer took the role. He said, quote, Give me Rome any day. I'll do porno in Rome, as long as I can get to Rome. Getting to Rome was the greatest thing that happened in that for me, end quote. According to IMDb, shooting for the film took over six months and was frequently interrupted by financing problems. Star Crash was originally made for American International Pictures, but after seeing the final cut, they declined to release it. Who brought Star Crash over to the U.S. and how was it received? More on this in a moment. From the people that brought you Star Trek and practically invented fandom comes the Fanatics Podcast. Talking to your favorite celebrities about their favorite obsessions. Hey, I'm Michael C. Hall. I'm Clancy Brown. I'm Jamie Chen. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. Hi, I'm Deborah Ann Wall, and I'm a fanatic for Dungeons and Dragons. Michael Jordan videos. K-pop. 90s nostalgia. Ghost stories. Harry Potter. 80s horror posters. Ford Broncos. And I'm right, and you're wrong. Fanatics, dropping every Thursday. When American International Pictures declined to release the film, Roger Corman stepped in. His company, New World Pictures, picked up the film for distribution, releasing it in Los Angeles on this day in 1979. It earned $475,000 its opening week, which set a company record at the time. New World planned a gradual rollout of the film before offering a wider release that summer. While the film has been widely panned by critics and audiences, there are some points in its favor. One of those is its score. When the future composer of John Carpenter's The Thing and Yomori Kone turned them down, James Bond composer John Barry took the job. The studio had trepidation about allowing Barry to see Star Crash, fearing he'd back out. Fortunately, he didn't. While Star Crash has its critics, it also has its fans. 
Critic R.L. Schaefer of IGN DVD calls Star Crash, quote, the single greatest sci-fi camp fest ever put on celluloid, end quote. Another critic, Sean Axemaker of Parallax View, calls the film, quote, both the most ridiculous and the most irresistible of all the Star Wars knockoffs of the late 70s and 80s, end quote. If you're still not sure if Star Crash is for you, there's always the 2017 Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode about the film. There you can experience Star Crash in its entirety and enjoy a good laugh, too. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for March 9th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.